We're talking about stealthing and uh, joining me in studio um, is Dr. Tlaleng Mofugeng. And in case you have a, a question relating to uh, the legalities around stealthing, uh, we are going to be speaking to Bronwyn a little later, uh, who is a lawyer at the Women's Legal Center. And she will explain to us legally what this means and uh, biologically, physiologically, emotionally. What does this mean? Joining me in studio is Dr. Tlaleng Mofugeng, medical doctor, a lead and founder uh, of uh, Nalani Reproductive uh, Justice. Good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for coming through. After the relaxation, you have to uh, pick up the mic. Yeah, Can that's what this? we do. That's what we do. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about this. I mean, I, I saw a piece that you responded to um, mm. one of your patients that you interact with uh, on social media often, uh, asking about stealthing. And and in, in now recently, we've mm. had a case uh, where a person is caught surprised that uh, is this illegal? Mm. Explain it to us in layman's terms. Yeah. So still thing, you know, speaks about a removal of a condom um, during sexual contact where there was consent to use the condom as part of the sexual act. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in very simple ways, um, consent for sex is more than just saying yes or no, I want to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. But consent for sex includes things like safe sex uh, tools. So are we using a condom? Are we using a lubricant? Are we you, having what type of sex? Is it just vaginal sex or is it also anal sex? So is it just mm-hmm. oral sex or are we removing our clothes, right? So consent for sex has to be understood in both all of those parties. layers, both parties. And I think it's important to remember that even during sexual contact or sex itself, consent should be ongoing and it should be affirming, um, affirmative, but also consent can be taken back. So, I, I love the fact that I'm speaking to both a medical doctor and someone who's um, interested in, in sexuality and, and uh, assisting in sexual health as well. Mm. Um, that you would hear, and I'm sure you've heard this before, that this consenting, this mm. talking all the time, uh, mm. I, I lose my erection. Ahmed, it's not really the truth. You know, think about it. For sexual pleasure... You need to know what feels good, what feels good for you. And as you are responding to sexual stimulation, you kind of like it or you don't like it, right? So Mm. speaking, communicating during sex is the very basics of consent. Harder, slower, faster, deeper, whatever it is, it Mm. is part of consent. It's part of feedback, ongoing consent. So it's very important that just talking basic communication forms the basics of all the sexual contact and basically all the interactions we have just as people. And more importantly with sex, we need to, I, I suppose even for adults, it's still important because we need to, to, to expect that our consent will be respected. But we also need to, to raise a generation of young people who understand that even asking someone to give them a hug is something mm. that should happen, that should be standard. Asking someone, can I shake your hand that should mm. be standard so that we we demystify consent as if it's not just around sex on its own but it's consent for many other things yeah, yeah. and sex happens to be one of them and therefore it will make things like stealing quite obvious hopefully mm. because then it's but if i consented for certain conditions in this case having sex with a condom on and you go behind my back and you hide and you connive and 
and, and you hide the fact that you've now removed a condom, whether you ejaculate or you don't ejaculate, the fact because that the that's conditions going to be were my, violated. Um, next question, you know. because what if the person says, I, I was carried in the moment? I have to um, uh, put a disclaimer again and indicate that this conversation is uh, of, of sexual in nature and uh, uh, we are talking about this because mm. it is tropical. Uh, it's currently happened and someone was caught uh, surprised that uh, it's breaking the law to actually even when there was consent uh, to remove the condom without your partner uh, mm. aware of, of that act and joining us uh, in studio is Dr. Tlaleng Mufugeng who is a medical doctor and uh, she is uh, the founder of Nalani Reproductive uh, Justice and uh, we're having this conversation and also inviting you to join in because some would say I got carried in the moment and um, but I didn't ejaculate does that count? It, I mean, the fact that you can even say I got carried away in the moment to do what? To violate someone? That's mm. not a defense, you know? Mm. Um, and that wouldn't hold water in any other form of assault anyway. I um, mean, so in this case, being, you know, you, you can't say you are ignorant and therefore you didn't know. Um, and, and the fact that there sometimes is or isn't ejaculation is not really the point. Um, and I think what's important is that a lot of people, you know, um, I mean, you alluded to earlier, you know, when we're doing counseling and couple therapy and often individual counseling around sexual health um, related issues. It's often in those settings that people actually realize that themselves were victims of something. They were just mm -hmm. always like, there's something that this doesn't feel okay. Um, but they were not really sure that they, they are really, really really valid in mm. feeling that they are being violated. And so when they do read articles about stilling, the Durban mm. court judgment that came through yesterday about stilling, um, I mean, we've had um, judgments like in Switzerland. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Julian Assange, the guy from WikiLeaks, yeah. you know, he, yeah. he's currently, um, you know, um, facing these these charges because two women have accused him of stilling. So it's very important to realize that, um, you know, you can't just be, say, well, I'm ignorant, I didn't know. Or... Mm well, I didn't ejaculate or, well, you didn't say anything. It, years later, people mm -hmm. can still realize that, oh my gosh, that happened to me five years ago and this no. is, was actually an, an assault. Yes. You know, okay. it has happened that people, and I mean, even like normal consent for sex, you have no idea how many people are like, oh, I thought sex was because there was an erection and it ended because there was That's an ejaculation it. and not much else in between mm -hmm. was expected of me or I could even say I didn't like anything. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people late in their lives realize really what consent means and you know mm. that they should have been respected when they said no because often a lot of the relationships and the social um you know are rearing and that i guess we empowerment goes both ways on what is meant by um no exactly so often when people say no and i say people women people of you know um, lesser power in the relationship when they say no the dominant person often thinks that's a sign to pursue more and that's a problem because there's something called reproductive coercion where someone says no or they show you they don't want to or there, or there is some attempt to not partake in this sexual activity. But the person who's dominant in that relationship kind of uses other means to convince the person that we should be doing this. Sometimes they are threats. And this is why still thing is very much linked to gender-based violence because mm. a lot of people do get beaten up because they don't want to have sex or they're on a period. I mean, I've had women literally saying, I need to delay my period because or my partner's coming birth. to doubt, you know, or just giving birth 
fresh scissor mm-hmm. scar, fresh episiotomy scars. And because of the fear of a physical assault, people are then coerced into mm. having sex. So it's so much deeper than just removing of a condom. It is part of a bigger uh, discussion around consent, around boundaries, around respecting people's bodies. But we also need people to know in, within themselves that, in fact, I have a right to say no in however, in however many forms of saying no. Because some people have previous trauma um, and they can't exactly articulate the words no in the moment. Mm-hmm. But they may freeze. They may be shocked. Mm-hmm. They may not, you know, you may say to someone, oh, Chris, like, sh- shall we continue? Is this nice? And you're mm-hmm. completely paralyzed in shock, right? Or a trigger or something and then happened you before. Silent. That person should know that, that I should stop because mm-hmm. Chriselda is not able to affirmatively give me the consent that says yes, continue, mm. you know. Oh no, stop. Exactly. And you have to l- read the unspoken word. All right, uh, we're taking a break and uh, we request uh, for you to join the conversation. Uh, What's our voice note on 0614 uh, at SAFM Radio, both Twitter and Facebook, or you can send us an SMS 40938 charged at 150 or a call on 0891 104 Seven. Let's pay the bills. Yeah, no. A very good afternoon, and thank you so much once again for choosing SAFM Radio. And uh, with me in studio is Dr. Taleng Mufugeng, a medical doctor and founder of Nalani Reproductive Justice. As we're talking about, uh, uh, well, some would say stealthing, some would say um, stealthing. We've recently seen it um, in our news, and uh, this has become topical. And just uh, wanting to explore a bit, I know some of you might have experienced this and not knowing that you are breaking the law. Uh, Bronwyn Pithy is uh, joining me. Uh, uh, on the line, uh, she's a lawyer uh, at the Women's Legal Center. Uh, good afternoon and welcome, Bronwyn. Thank you very much. Good afternoon. So uh, please uh, take us through, because we've already explained um, what it is biologically. Uh, take us through uh, legally. Uh, what does this mean when a person says, I didn't know? And how are you breaking the law when you remove the condom? Okay, so in terms of our law, um, sexual acts can only be legal if it is with consent. So consent is really the core of what makes a sexual act um, into an offense, into a crime, if there is a lack of consent. Mm -hmm. So there are obviously more obvious um, ways of showing that no consent occurred. But in the situation that you're talking about, it obviously gets a little more tricky. But where I think it is quite clear is that consent has to be very clear. And if the sexual act is committed where there have been false pretenses or by fraudulent means, then that constitutes a sexual offense. It will constitute a rape. So if I can just give you uh, another example so maybe you understand the, the, the concept of um, false pretenses or fraudulent mm. means. So for example if someone were to say to somebody else um, I need to medically examine you and you believe that it is a medical examination mm-hmm. but in the process they um, have sex with you effectively um, or penetrate you or use a, 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 an object in some way to do that. Um, and you, at the moment, in that moment, believe that it was a medical procedure, but then afterwards it transpired that it wasn't a medical procedure. That is rape. 
Sure. So I would probably draw the an- analogy um, with or the parallel with the situation where somebody removes a condom during sex. If, mm. if the person has consented to have sex and they believe that the person is using a condom, sees the condom and experiences initially that there is sex with a condom mm. and then the condom is removed, that would negate the consent of that particular act. And I would then argue that if that condom was removed intentionally, mm. then that would constitute rape. So what steps does one take um, to prove their case? And uh, we'll continue uh, with this. I know that we have to let you go. Uh, last question, if you can just take us, what steps uh, should sure. one take in, in going for um, recourse, if any? Mm. Yeah, look, I mean, the, the, the very unfortunate thing is that the way that the legal system works at the moment is obviously very difficult to prove a lot of cases mm. of rape. Very often it's a situation where the word between two people because there won't necessarily be um, any other evidence. So this case would, a scenario like this would probably be quite difficult to, to prove mm. um, in the sense that, you know, it would be one person saying, look, this is what happened to me person removed the condom while we were having sex and you know that was against my consent so the advice that i would i would give is that it definitely is a sexual offense and that if one someone wants to make a statement or lay a charge for the police that they, they must accept it and then it must be investigated but you know i think the the, the obvious thing out there is that it would be very difficult to prove but unfortunately like a lot of road cases they are difficult to prove Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Bronwyn, for joining us. And uh, that was uh, Bronwyn Pithe, who is a lawyer at uh, Women's Legal Center. And uh, I guess uh, they are Googleable. You can get their contact details if you're feeling violated. Because, you know, having this conversation, and I can feel exactly where Tlentle says, someone from Tlentle says, Chrisalda, rest my case. No more sex for me. (laughs) <laughs> well, listen, that's quite sad, right? And that's quite exposing of that person because there is so much between consensual sex and mm. raping somebody. And if the con- the conversation around consent and affirming what consent is mm. in that person's mind means no more sex for me, that person need to really introspect about what they've been doing to other people mm. in terms mm. of mm. so-called sex. Yeah, because, because you if- end up thinking that act, I thought that was out of love and uh, listening to this conversation... It it means I violated someone. And pleasure. I mean, you know, like if, I mean, yeah, it's really sad that that's how, you know, they think. And often you'll hear people say, well, the way you guys carry on, it means we can't even enjoy sex anymore. Well, no. Affirming someone else's it rights to say to yes to or tell. no cannot mean that you can have um, pleasure. What it does mean is you need to be deliberate about the type of sex you're having, but also just in terms of what people can do. Mm. You can go for a medical, um, you know, get a medical consultation if you this has happened to you, because we know about, um, you know, uh, treatment of STIs that yeah. can happen when a condom, um, you know, transmission at least, mm-hmm. and therefore people need treatment for STIs. We know that the post-exposure prophylaxis for HIV is one of the things that are quite yeah. Um, standard yeah. in such situations, but also prevention of um, an unsupportable and unwanted pregnancy. Mm. There are methods for emergency contraception that can be um, given to people. So even if in the moment you are a person 
who stealthing happens to and the violation happens to, and you haven't made up your mind or you're not sure about the legal or the forensic side of things, you can definitely you still do need things to prevent all this medically. You can still get yeah. assistance, and then we can refer you to other social workers or other legal people or any other support you require, even though it's not forensic. And unfortunately, like uh, Bruno and I say, our legal system is not the best in mm. terms of rape and rape survivors. And so, what you may then need to do is get some opinion, even if you don't lay a charge. Get now, some let's opinion. make this real. And, and I'm going to read all your messages after the news headlines uh, where a person just says, I actually didn't know this is what it was to a woman um, after this has ha- occurred, women and men, uh, somebody just decides to remove a condom emotionally. What does this do to them? I mean, it is a violation and it is a trauma um, and there is a shock that goes into it. And some people, unfortunately, are not having this happen to them for the first time. So mm-hmm. there's another lived experience of being re-traumatized on the same issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we, that's why for me, medical and psychological support is it's really key. important, regardless of what the forensic or legal standing is. People need urgent and, and, and that immediate debriefment or containment psychologically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I still believe 24-hour post-trauma um, support for survivors is it's very important, important, especially, um, you know, in the country that we live in. This is something that's not even negotiable. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be, in, you know, every ward, every municipality, every district should have well-trained um, and very accessible uh, forensic services, at least, at the very least, with social workers, psychologists and medics um, who can assist in the immediate but term. But then you'll be told there's no budgets. Listen, I mean, look, this is another show. In the new year, I'm coming back. We're going to have that discussion. <laughs> because Please. if you want to find money, you'll I mean, find it. there's lots of money. All right. Here's the news headlines with Uzi Lesako. Lifetime Live with Griselda Tutumashe. It is 29 minutes uh, to 3, and thank you for connecting with us. It's SAFM Radio, and uh, reading your messages uh, right now with me in studio is Dr. Tlaleng Mofugeng, who's a medical doctor, and we're talking about stealthing, stealthing, um, and this is a form of sexual assault where a person who has uh, who was initially wearing a condom, whether male or female, um, to have sexual penetration with another person removes it without the other person's consent and uh, that is illegal it's against the law mm. right, some of your messages are saying um what if a condom mis- mischievously misbehaves during the heat and friction and mistakenly um is removed from uh, normal sweat uh, lubricants and slides mm-hmm. off <laughs> it's no not deliberate <laughs> in certain instances no. that's from ganjo so many steps that he's described Why you Re- a really that doesn't fit really no um that's that's not it um a burst condom is one thing yeah removing deliberately removing a condom and 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 being deviant you know yeah and lying to about Gancho's it is not point it happens when you're wanting to be macho and you go and buy super size no, when you are um <laughs> like chinese type of size no so the the issue of condom size and condoms not fitting well there's a different issue of, of, of because if it's not fitting well, you are you have it on. Mm-hmm. You can feel it's not fitting well. Yeah, but that's what you I'm are expected to say, hold her, on. No, no, you, you are expected go to this place you are expected and you to want say no. to show that um you know I am not like what the mm-hmm. You are expected yeah. to say this condom is not fitting well. Can we stop? I need to get a, a good fitting condom. That that's not an excuse. 
Okay. Because you have the condom on. And if it's an internal condom, for example, Mm -hmm. or especially now with the new um, FDA, you know, approvals, what used to be called the female condom is now called the internal condom because it's both for anal sex and for, for, um, you know, uh, vaginal sex. So you may find that, in fact, you are the one who's being anally uh, penetrated and the condom is inside of you. And that gets removed even from you. That's also a violation. Ooh. You know, so that's another thing that we need to think of just in terms okay. of the types of sex we're having. Ah. You see, this is why this is important. This is why this time um, is not enough for us. No. All right, let me go to the next message. Uh, thanks, Griselda. Uh, the conversation is eye opening because uh, many people are now suffering uh, from my sex related diseases because of the still thing. And then I think we cannot, um, you know, no, speak he said enough. from many sex related diseases, mm-hmm. less someone thinks um, it's an, an infection. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, another one, Palisa in Plumfontein says, interesting, insightful and uh, uh, overlooked topic. Mm. Uh, may your guest please clarify, uh, in, it's same as uh, applicable to married couples? Of course. Of course, of course, of course. Um, Relationship status does not give perpetual consent for sex. So that you are married, you're in a long-term relationship, in a partnership, it doesn't matter. Every single time you are going to have sexual contact with anyone, you need to get consent. And if a condom is one of the things that have been consented to be used, you need to use that condom and stick to it. I, yeah, no, some of these messages, I, I don't know if I have the strength, but I'll read it as is. Mm. Wow, Siswam, there's a guy I know whom I used to work with. We are truck drivers. Mm. Uh, he used to cut the condoms at the tips mm. and then, um, yeah, do the sex thing. I'm not going to use the words that you use. And when I asked him, he said he's doing this um, because he wants to feel it. I said, yo, yeah, that's- he's passed away. That's that's really, really bad. I mean, and it speaks to the crux of the issue, right? So modifying, you know, some people always make those jokes about, I just prick the condom and mm. all of those. Those things are also not okay. Like you cannot change or disturb the integrity of the condom to make it not what it's meant to do because it's meant to be an effective method of preventing a sexual transmission yeah. infection or pregnancy. And if then the people that you are then having sex with, for whatever reason, have other infections on that, you know, that, mm. that's a problem also. Well, I'm going to read this one from Tate from the Val and go straight to voicemail, um, to voice notes. Tate uh, says many years ago, uh, my girlfriend put her finger on my um, behind uh, without my permission and it upset me greatly. Again, consent for sex has to include the type of sex that we are having. So if you have consented to vaginal sex, it must stick to vaginal sex. If anyone wants to introduce a sex toy, for example, which is something we never really speak of, when do I introduce a sex toy in a relationship? Um, that's, that's an important discussion. This very one that the, 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 the listener is talking about, going from vaginal sex to anal sex or from oral sex mm. to... Other, and remember, and the, the South African Sexual Offenses Act is very clear. It's not just fingers or genitals. It's other objects too that people use we've heard to stories of bottles exactly. and stuff. So right, let's important. go to the voice note. Uh, afternoon, doctor. Uh, I just wanted to know, because you are different individuals in life, and we can't read the emotions of people the way they are, because maybe some of the things we think of that you are accepting 
from other people are saying other things whilst they are saying things which are, are not affirmative to the consent of sexual activities that you are doing with them. I just had wanted to know if is there any type of maybe form that one can download so that one can sign a consent form before an activity uh, takes place. Sorry, I just want to comment on the topic that is still being discussed at the studio about uh, that uh, removal of uh, of that uh, jacket during that uh, 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 two people's consent that a man who are doing that are not uh, as a symbol of the uh, men who are doing that wrong there are thousands and millions of men who are doing right and those who are doing that must be brought to book indeed those who are doing that must um, be brought to book and taking your messages um, and uh, for those of you perhaps who are wondering where to find us 104 to 107 fm nationwide and uh, we're talking about this is relationship corner and we're talking mm-hmm. about that unfortunate uh, incidents uh, situation where you're thinking you're doing right um, but unfortunately you're breaking the law and uh, um, thank you Crisalda and dr Tlaleng for the talk um, very informative and uh, like a simplistic manner, uh, Dr. Tlaling explains it, and we appreciate that. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for today's discussion. <clears throat> very eye-opening, and I think um, at this age and time, women should also uh, make it their responsibility to put the condom uh, on the men in the correct way. Uh, but what happens when he removes it? Yeah, that's and that's what point. we're talking mm. about. Now, we're concluding. We're having a minute, and I don't think it's enough. We're going to steal another five minutes um, because there are just so many questions that Mm. are coming through. So how do we then empower once it has happened? What are the steps? You you had begun talking about, uh, you know, post-exposure prophylaxis. Mm. Um, Tell us about what then happens. And I think, you know, people should insist on having ongoing um, counseling or therapy to assist them navigate those issues because a lot of what happens is within some form of long-term relationship. And a lot of people say, look, I'm not necessarily looking to break up the relationship yeah. or break off the marriage but or whatever this but this is, is something that we need to address within our marriage of their relationship and then at some point when the person feels you know comfortable and confident enough often again depending on the type of therapist that they have they are able to bring in the other partner to say we need to discuss this the previous voice note you know spoke about something what about we don't download a document and sign you can do that right are we, are but getting to it's that, not going to really? help the issue the issue is we are now having sex Understand. and someone is lying and doing something conniving to remove the condom. It still mm. won't help. But what's important with him that we haven't discussed is developing a love language or non-verbal communication between partners. It happens. You do get to that stage where you know what the person likes, what they don't like without even them saying it. Mm. But you guys have to have that conversation. It can't be assumed that, oh, I'm assuming that when Chriselda smiles like this, when I tap her buttocks, it means she wants sex. You guys have to talk 
talk about that. Mm-hmm. And it has to be ongoing, you know. Um, and how many of us use codes when children are around? Oh, we're going to shoe shine the shoes or we're going to Paris or we're doing... So coding and using language that's not explicit around sex does happen in relationships because adults are sharing homes and households with children. But the coding can't be what is then used as... Well, you looked at me this way and therefore I thought. Yeah. Because often that that's what then happens, you know. But we have to have an ongoing conversation around what but you first you need. Know, let, let's what do you take like? this what do you audience like? first. Mm. Uh, the, the people who are listening to us are predominantly 45 and above. And and many of them, well, I'm not nullifying the young, um, many young people mm. who are recently um, joining the, the SAFM family. And, and for them, it's, I'm not going to start 15 years in, or 20 years into marriage uh, to learn about love languages and the language of intimacy. You can and you should. Um, and this is why this is important because a lot of us are not recipients, even in school, of comprehensive sexuality education. Mm. So it's very important. I mean, in my perfect world, if there's anyone who's starting a new job at, inju- at induction, it would include issues of consent because we know mm. even in the workplace, sexual harassment happens. Yeah, when do you have? You would, exactly, you, yeah. exactly. And what does consent look like? Because people think, ah, well, I just went and fixed her top and I thought that was okay. It, no, it's not okay because you can't touch people in certain ways. So it doesn't matter where you are at. There has to be a way in which even people who didn't receive comprehensive sexuality education can mm-hmm. do so. But it doesn't, the lack of sec, of sexuality education does not mean that you can just violate people and say, well, I didn't receive this in school. Because the, the reverse is true. People who are violating are the very first ones to be like, but if someone did that to me, I would do one, two, three. Yeah, so they actually yeah. understand consent, but they, people will always look for things to hide behind. But just in terms of relationships, healthy sexual lives, sexual pleasure, we can and should be learning and it can be a continuous um you know process regardless Indeed. of how but you old. must be willing to be taught you must be remain teachable and you must respect people's consent that's i think it. that's the main thing respect it when people show you what they don't like and what they do like so where do we find nalane for reproductive justice so i'm on and twitter you. of course as the as the lead consultant on twitter at dr Taleng on twitter and otherwise it's drtpmofogeng at gmail.com um, and i'm one of the easiest people to find so if people want to have these ongoing discussions but also how do we help you know um, survivors but also young people i think in terms of their you know developing from young adults to full-on adulthood and that they can do that safely and healthily I, yeah, no. Um, I, I know Clement sends or Kuzwa. I was Clement. I'm not belittling uh, Chinese people. The sizes of condoms that you find in China are a different size uh, from the ones you find in Johannesburg. And I, I hope that answers your question. Some of the questions don't belong on air. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. No, that's great. Let's have more because clearly it's needed. eh? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we're hoping that uh, powers that be will allow us uh, to just break the code. We're lucky this time um, that it was something that's (laughs) topical, that's in the news, and therefore we can justify talking about sex and mean. Um, But otherwise, it's unheard of. I don't know. also will do this. (laughs) You know, when you talk about um, we actually have a Zonke song. Jigizindo that we can conclude uh, this conversation with. Ah, And I think it would just be perfect. (laughs) There you go. Zonke Jigizindo.